We're blessed to have Joseph Haddad uh, translate this morning for us. <laughs> He's an old friend, 20 years. Joseph was the first person I met when we moved to Haifa that the Lord told me we would work with. And it's been going on for 20 years. David says that he knew me for 20 years and that he came to Karen to Haifa. Adon said to him that I was the first one that he had to work with me. <laughs> he's been he's been faithful with the Lebanese congregation we planted up in Nahariya. I don't know how he does what he does. <laughs> he translated all the messages of the of the uh, Promise Keepers conference the last two days. And he's an Arab and he and he translates in perfect Hebrew. You're turning red. And he had his meeting in Nahariya last night, and he did that meeting. So Lord, I pray for fresh oil on Joseph. On me, on the other translators, and on your word, which is already anointed, lift it off the page and put it in our hearts, we pray. Change us by your word. Open our ears and hearts to what the Spirit is saying to the community. In Yeshua's name. Amen. 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 Let's uh, turn to Psalm 63. Psalm 63. Verse 1 and 2. Oh God, you are my God. Early will I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. So I have looked for you in the sanctuary to see your power and your glory. Elohim, Eliata, Asharecha, Tzmealecha, Nafshi, Kamealecha, Besari, Beeret, Tziya, Vayef, Bli, Maim, Ken, Bakodesh, Chazeticha, Lerot, Ozcha, Vekvotcha. I want to talk to you about soul thirst or the <laughs> thirst of the human soul. David says here that his soul thirsts for God. Now, those of us that uh, are, live in the land, we know that we are in uh, the second year of the worst drought in our recorded history. And drought, the, the lack of rain, the lack of moisture. It, it, in, the, in the Hebrew it means heat and it, it's something that dries up. And it brings fever sometimes. It means desolation or ruin. And so we're living in a, in a season right now where the water in the Canaret in the Sea of Galilee is is at the lowest level perhaps ever recorded. The same thing is true of the Yarkon River in Tel Aviv. And the same thing is true as the Kishon River right, right at the bottom of Mount Carmel. We're told that even the underground water... Uh, Aquifers are drying up. So this is drought. This is natural, physical drought. I saw a little uh, clip on a, on a website the other day. And it was about the central valley of the state of California. 
המרכזית בנחל קליפורניה. קליפורניה is a very very fertile place. קליפורניה היא מקום פורה מאוד. And the first time I went there I was amazed at all the vineyards and all the fruit and all the trees. פעם ראשונה שהייתי שם נדהמתי מכל העצים והגפנים וכל העצים שנמצאו שם. This central valley is evidently the most fertile farmland in the United States. And the government has turned off the water. Because the environmentalists claim people that are interested in the environment They claim this little minnow, this tiny little fish, is in danger. So the government has closed all the water. And so everything is dried up. And I saw shots of helicopters driving over, flying over it. The trees are dying. The farmer that was being interviewed said and they'll never come back uh, the, the, the grape vines are dying the fruit trees are dying and it's such a picture of drought in the natural when the land doesn't get the moisture the dew and the rain that it needs it dries up and we're in a season of drought We were talking about it coming up today. It seems hotter than summers before. Now, in the days of Elijah, God brought a drought on the land for over three years. Drought on a land is a picture of God's unhappiness with the people. It's one of the curses of the, of the Mosaic Covenant. So when Elijah prophesied there would be no rain, that, that was a terrible word for the king and other people to hear. But the Lord told Elijah what to do about it. He said, hide your at the brook Kherit. Kherit. The Nachal, the Wadi. Uh, and the word for Kherit, it's, it's a covenant word. Some, something that's been cut. Uh, so he tells Elijah, go to this brook, this little stream, when there was no rain or no water, hide yourself, get along with God, and drink from the brook. And he did it for a year. And the Lord supernaturally brought him bread and meat. And it's a picture for us. When we go through spiritual droughts or dry times, the Lord says, get to the brook. Get to that secret place. Spend time with me. I'll refresh you by my spirit. Your thirst is a terrible thing. When you can't quench your thirst. I understand you can only survive a, a day or two in, 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 the, in the desert without water. We get dehydrated. It means we're drying up and dying. And we don't want to be believers who are getting spiritually dehydrated. We want more and more of the flow of God's life flowing through. There's a hotel over on uh, the Sea of Galilee. It's called Scott's Hotel. It was built in the 19th century by believers from Scotland. It was a hospital. They were believing doctors and nurses there. I, I know at least one Jewish believer who was born.
born there. And uh, when we came to Israel well, 20 years ago, I asked them to give it to us for a rehabilitation center. And they politely said no. Anyway, it's a wonderful old place. And the doctor who started it, his name was David Torrance. He was a man of God. He led a rabbi to the Lord in Tiberias. They were persecuted. David Torrance's first wife died there. She's buried on the grounds of the Scots Hotel. And David Torrance planted eucalyptus trees all around the area. Because the Sea of Galilee and much of Galilee was swampland. There were mosquitoes and there was malaria. So David Torrance had the wisdom to plant these eucalyptus trees that, that deal with that. You can, you can go there and still see them. But they healed that area. And it's a picture of what God wants to do with his body. David Torrance himself died there and he's buried there. But the Lord does not want you and me to dry up. And when we start to move into a spiritual dryness, there can be a couple of reasons for it. Sometimes the Lord will take you into a desert place so he can get a hold of your heart. He did it with Moses, he did it with Elijah, he even did it with Yeshua. He went to the desert. And the Lord did things there. So sometimes the Lord will take you into a dry place, but know it's the Lord. It, it means get to the brook and drink. Get to the Lord and get a hold of Him. And let Him fill you with His grace and His love and His mercy. Now spiritual drought in a believer. There, there, of course, is another reason. And if you look at Psalm 32, David explains it very clearly. In Psalm 32, verse 3, this is David writing. He knew about dry times. He lived in caves, running, running from the king. He knew, he knew about sin and how the Lord, how he had dried up because of sin. Verse 3. When I kept silent, my bones grew old through my groaning all the day long. For day and night, your hand was heavy on me. My vitality was turned into the drought of summer. This is the picture of a man that knows God and knows he's sinned. And the hand of God is heavy on him. And he feels like his spiritual bones are drying up. The, the marrow, the life in his bones are drying up. And he feels like he's in a drought. And he knows why. Because he hasn't done what he knows he needs to do about his sin. Now, for the last two days with the promise keepers, I don't know how many times men of God came forward, got on their knees, confessed their sins, then prayed with one another, dealt with issues that they had been dealing with for years and years, and myself included. Asking the Holy Spirit to sanctify our imaginations and our memories. But as we confessed, the Lord began to release 
The vitality of God coming into our bones. Hallelujah. So if you hold on to this and hide it, look what David says. Verse 5. I acknowledge my sin to you and my iniquity I have not hidden. I said I will confess my transgressions to the Lord and you shall forgive the iniquity of my sin. Selah. אמרתי אודי על פשעי לאדוני, ואתה נשאת עוון חטאתי סלה. If I sin, אם אני חוטא, and we all sin, כולנו חוטאים, and I know it, אם אני יודע זאת, do ואני לא עושה שום דבר בנוגע לזה, אני לא מבקש את סליחת האדון, Joseph, אם אני חוטא נגד דוד, אני צריך לבקש סליחה מאלוהים, ואני בא אליו ואומר לו, סלח לי, והוא צריך לסלח לי שבעים פעם, שבע פעמים. Issues in the past. And we've always come together in, in brotherhood and love and praise God. But it's so simple. Some people are spiritually shriveled up. Because they're carrying a sin. They're hiding it. And they're not walking in the light. If we walk in the light. As he is in the light. He, he, as, that means confessing your sin. Everything is forgiven. He cleanses us from all unrighteousness. And David knew this. That's why he wrote Psalm 51 after he sinned with Beersheba. It's the great psalm of repentance in the Bible. But Psalm 63 is the heart of David. We just read it. He longed, he felt a drought, he longed, he didn't want his soul to dry up. Soul thirst. Your, your soul is your, your thoughts, your imagination, your feelings. God wants to sanctify all those. These are all wonderful aspects of a personality. But If you're carrying sin, you'll be, the enemy will be using them against you. So he says here, verse 1, Blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven. Glory be to God. Whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord does not impute iniquity and in whose spirit There is no deceit. If somebody's offended you, and you haven't forgiven them, you're starting to have drought in your bones. If you've offended somebody else, go to them and ask forgiveness. Yeshua said offenses will come, but woe by whom they come. You're hanging on to unforgiveness. Sometimes we minister to people that they've hung on to unforgiveness for 25 or 30 years. And they, they wonder why I can't hear God. Heroin destroys the calcium in your bones. That's why heroin addicts don't eat. That's why they shrivel up. That's why their teeth rot. It's, it's the calcium. One time we brought in a fellow at, at House of Victory. He was all shriveled up. I, I don't know when the last time he'd had a shower. He had long, stringy hair. He, he, he was dying. The Lord got a hold of him. Transformed his life. He started to get his weight back. His, appetite, his appetites came back. 
He went to Tel Aviv where he was from. And he started to pay people back that he had borrowed money from. He came to this first merchant, I think he ran a kiosk. Uh, he, he said, hi, I want to pay you back for the money I borrowed five years And the merchant looked at him and said, who are you? He said, I'm Daniel. Daniel. You're not Daniel. Daniel. Daniel's all shriveled Daniel up. Daniel gained a lot of weight. <laughs> they didn't even recognize <laughs> who he was. But the sin issue had been dealt with. <laughs> I heard him talking to his daughter for the, on the telephone the first time in years. He was getting healthy and, rec and, and reconciled with his family. He, he was no longer in a drought. He has a ministry to homeless people on the streets of Tel Aviv. Now let's turn to Psalm 36. If you want to have the flow of the Holy Spirit moving through you, don't hide your sin. Psalm 36. Verse 7. How precious is your loving kindness, O Lord. Therefore, the children of men put their trust under the shadow of your wings. Uh, yeah, Pasuk Sheva. Okay. I think in Hebrew it's different. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Verse 8. These are people that are drawing closer to God. He says they are abundantly satisfied with the fullness of your house. You give them drink from the river of your pleasures. For with you is the fountain of life. In your light we see light. Those people that continually are drawing near to the Lord. David said, early I will seek you. You've heard it here for 18 years. Start your day with the Lord. Get to God. Early I will seek you. David knew the secret. He confessed his sin. He got close to God. He had a heart after God. And here he says, I will be abundantly satisfied in the fullness of Abba's house who has all this, these wonderful gifts to give us. Hallelujah. Amen. And he says, I will give you the drink from the river of your pleasures. Listen to me. God has a river of the Holy Spirit. It's the river of His pleasures. He loves to give more pleasure of His Holy Spirit to Joseph. Look, when we planted the Lebanese congregation, it was nine years ago. These people had left everything in Lebanon in the middle of the night. They were half a mile from Lebanon and they knew they could probably never go back. His, his Bala took over all the Christian towns of South Lebanon. These people were in shock. Joseph and I were, how, how do we minister to these people? You know what we did? Joseph's wife is a wonderful worship leader. So Ibtisam set up her little keyboard. He was on a kibbutz. Up on, just, yeah, just north of Nahariya. 
She started playing her keyboard. We gave out songbooks in Arabic. All the kids started singing these gospel songs. With their mothers. Most of these people were nominal Christians. Although some of them were Shiite Muslims. Some of them, their men had been killed. They were wearing black. The Holy Spirit came. The river came. We were drawing near to the Lord. The river of healing and mercy. Some of these tough officers came over and sat down. They started singing. We gave them all Bibles. I told them to turn to Isaiah 29. They didn't know where it was. They were Christians. A guy that had gone through our rehabilitation center was with us. He's from Bethlehem. His name is Jihad. The Lord got a hold of Jihad. Hallelujah. Jihad loved the word of God. He showed him where Isaiah is. We don't have time to turn there. But it says the people of Lebanon will hear the, voice, the word of the book. And they will turn to the Holy One of Israel. That's what it says. This was being partially fulfilled. The first time they ever heard the word. Israeli soldiers were there with them. They heard Lebanese were going to turn to the Mighty One of Israel. They wanted to see it. Wait a minute, that's our Bible. Lebanon's in there? But listen, it was the pleasure of God to release that stream on them. In a dry and thirsty land of their devastation, God came with His Spirit. God wants to satisfy your inner life with the Holy Spirit. Your soul, your feelings, your emotions. That they, they are beautiful before the Lord. You know, I don't, I don't know this for sure. Because those of us that were in the uh, Promise Keepers Conference, you weren't there because you're a woman. <laughs> but the Holy Spirit was there. And I, I knew that Maroon is supposed to take off on those drums. <laughs> And he did. But for me, it was a breakthrough into the joy of the Lord as our strength. In this worship today, we have this precious uh, ministry here from, from the United States and Colombia who are fixing all the teeth of our children in the, in the, in the women, women's shelter here. Can I say it? Even fixed, get, uh, filled one of Peter's cavities before the morning. <laughs> That's why he's not coming up here and speaking today because his face is <laughs> But listen, the river is for you. I mean, the, the river that broke forth here is for all of us. Because God sees his children in a dry and thirsty land. And he's ready to send the river of to those that will just come to him. And it's the river of his delight and his will and his pleasures. Now, Isaiah 35. We've proclaimed these verses over Haifa and, and Lebanon and Galilee for years from the promenade. It's a great promise for Lebanon and for 
Haifa and for Galilee. And for Mount Carmel, of course. So Isaiah 35, it talks about ecology. You know, that the desert is going to bloom like a rose. And praise God for the, the ingenuity of the people that work in the kibbutz, kibbutzim in the farms of Israel. They, they have developed all kinds of ways to irrigate plants and, and food when there's no rain. In fact, they teach people in other nations in different parts of the world how to do it. When we were coming back from Kosovo after the war there, we had to fly out of Macedonia because there was no airport. The airport in Kosovo had been destroyed. So I'm sitting next to an Israeli. We started to talk. I said, what are you doing in Macedonia? He said, they hire us to come and teach them how to, how to grow vegetables. And I was able to witness it to him why we were in Kosovo. So there, there are wonderful promises for the desert to bloom. And if you look at verse 2, it shall abundantly rejoice even with joy in singing. The glory of Lebanon shall be given. The excellence of Carmel or the glory of Carmel and Sharon. They shall see the glory of the Lord, the excellency of our God. Hallelujah. So we have this great promise that the glory of the Lord is going to be manifested in Lebanon and on Carmel. That's why some of the early uh, uh, founders of Haifa named that area down there Hadar. It's from this verse. It means glory. Now it's full of drug addicts and prostitutes. But there's a tremendous, tremendous promise that the light will break into all that dark. We have home groups there. So we have this promise that God is going to do something awesome on the mountain. And as you read the chapter, it gets better and better and better. Verse 6, the lame shall leap like a deer, the tongue of the dumb shall sing, water shall break forth in the wilderness, and there will be streams in the desert. This is a picture of a move of the Holy Spirit. First the natural, then the spiritual. There are some man-made streams down in the Negev, in the desert. The, the kibbutzim here are finding ways to irrigate their flowers, Yagur and some of these others. But this is about a spiritual move of God. Where believers will be filled with the delight of the river of God. That we get filled with His love for us. And we know that He's singing over us and dancing over us. We read it this morning. We sang it. We need to know God that way. That we are filled with the river river of life, not shriveling up in the bitterness or anger or unforgiveness. Look at Isaiah I'm the Lord your God. Yeah. Okay. Holy. The Holy One of Israel. Yeah, that's not what I wanted. Let's go on. Let's go to let's go to Isaiah 58. Okay, Isaiah 58. Isaiah 58 is the foundational passage of scripture 
for House of Victory in this congregation. ישעיהו נ"ח זה הפרק היסודי שאנחנו בנינו עליו את השירות בבית ניצחון והקהילה. That when you see hungry, you feed them. כשאתה רואה רעבים, אתה מזין אותם. People need clothes, we give them clothes. אם אנשים ללא בגדים, אתה נותן להם ביגוד. Hurting people, we bring into House of Victory. אנשים פגועים, אנחנו מביאים אותם לבית ניצחון. Hurting women, we bring into the women's shelter. נשים פגועות, יש לנו מקלט לנשים. That's who we should be. ככה אנחנו אמורים להיות. Samaritan. You don't just say, I bless you and walk away and leave somebody And when we do that, when we have a heart for hurting people, look what will happen. Verse 10, if you extend your soul to the hungry and satisfy the afflicted soul, then your light shall dawn in the darkness and your darkness shall be as the noonday. Isn't that wonderful? If I extend my feelings or my mercy or compassion to someone, maybe even give them food if they did. We're blessing other people. Our light will shine. We will be blessed. Even if they take the food and throw it back here, whatever, it doesn't matter. But the Lord, that's what the Lord tells us to do. We have this river, or we should have this river. And we, we take a cup of cold water to somebody. And what, what you've done to the least of my brethren, you've done unto me, Yeshua. A cup of cold water can just be an encouraging word. Joseph, David, you're doing a good job up there. Amen. Hallelujah. Just, a, <laughs> just, just an encouraging word. It's a cup of cold water to somebody. You see somebody that's depressed, go, go say, how can I pray for you? And when you do it, your light will shine. Look what happens. Verse 11. The Lord will guide you continually. You will be hearing from God. And he will satisfy your bones, your drought. He will satisfy the dryness in your life. He'll satisfy your soul in drought. If you feel like you're drying up, get your eyes off of yourself and go bless somebody else. Get in a home group if you're not in one. Don't just come here one day a week. Help on the, on the book table. Help on the raven basket. We're taking the food out five days a week. Go say, see Leonid and see maybe you can help give out clothes. And you will change. When you start giving this treasure God gave us to other people, you will change. And he wants to satisfy our souls in a time of Drought. Glory to God. Look what he says. Satisfy your soul in drought, strengthen your bones, you shall be like a watered garden and like a spring of water whose waters do not fail. You want to get out of the dryness? You haven't been hearing God? You're confused about direction? You don't feel you have victory? Confess your sins. Confess your sins to one another that you may be healed. Then the river flows. Get your eyes off of yourself, bless other people. Now there's a wonderful example of this in the Brit HaDashah. Let's turn to John chapter 4. John the fourth chapter. You're probably very familiar with this story. Yeshua said he had to go through Shomron and Samaria. So he and his 
היהודים לא עברו בשומרון, אבל ישוע עמד על זה שוב, והתלמידים יעברו שם. השומרונים הם מזוג של יהודים ו... גויים שהתחתנו ביחד כשהאשורים הרסו את המדינה. אז ישוע והצוות שלו, הם יהודים, תלמידים יהודים, הגיעו אל באר יעקב. אני הייתי שם לפני שנים, אין שם יותר מים. הסתכלתי למטה מלא טינופת. אז הוא הגיע לבאר יעקב. וזה היה בצהריים, בחום היום, והוא יושב על קצה הבאר, התלמידים נסעו לקנות פלאפל, הם נסעו לקנות אוכל. אז ישוע המשיח לבד. sitting on the, at the well. And a single woman comes. Now the women didn't usually come at noon, they came in late afternoon. But this lady was probably so gossiped about in the town because of all of her sins, she came alone. So she walks up to the well, and there's a Jewish rabbi sitting there, and she's probably thinking, what is he doing here? And she wants to get some water, and Yeshua says this amazing thing to me. He says, give me a drink. Give me a drink. The Jewish leader says this to this Samaritan woman. You know what? Yeshua is thirsty. Not just when he was on the cross. Not just when he was here in the flesh. He's thirsty for fellowship with us. We need to thirst for him. But he misses us when we don't fellowship with him. So this lady comes, and he says, give me a drink. Now look what happens. Verse 10. Yeshua answered and said to her, if you knew the gift of God, and who it is who says to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you השיב ישוע ואמר לה, לו ידעת את מתנת האלוהים, ומי הוא האומר לך, תני לי לשתות, היית את מבקשת ממנו, והוא היה נותן לך מים חיים. האישה הזאת הייתה צמאה. היא הייתה חוטאת. היא באה לפגוש את המשיח, והוא דיבר אליה. אם את רוצה לצאת מהצמאון הרוחני, את צריכה וזקוקה למילה מאלוהים. אם תלכי אליו, הוא אמר לה, המים האלה הם לא חשובים. את זקוקה למים חיים. אנחנו צריכים אבל השוטה מן המים אשר אני אתן לא יצמא לעולם, המים שייתן לו יהיו בו למקור מים נובעים לחיי עולם. ישוע רוצה לשפוך מים חיים בתוככם. It will sustain you. It is your life. It's alive. It's living water. You die without natural water. But this is the Holy Spirit he's talking about. He says you will be fertile. You will be fruitful. You will be refreshed. You will be blessed. Look, I came in here this morning and I said, Lord, I need to be refreshed. It's been hot. אמרתי, אדון חם מאוד, אני צריך רענון. החתולה שלנו העירה אותי בארבע בבוקר. 
But I heard from the Lord at five. Hallelujah. But I needed a touch from God. So the Lord sends the river of his delights into the meeting. Did you get into the river? The river is being poured out. He tells this woman, I can give you living water. You become a fountain. Now let me tell you something. His disciples wouldn't have gone near her. First of all, she's a woman. We don't talk to women in public. Not only that, she's a Samaritan. Not only that, we've heard rumors about her that she's had five husbands. She's the worst woman in town. And Yeshua is saying, I came here to save you. Hallelujah. So he says, I want to give you a little. She says, where do you get it? Where do you, where do you get it? She's so desperate. She got the word of God. You need to get his word. I don't mean from some internet or some... some you can get something that's good, but I mean, get to the, 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 the Bible and get a word from him. She was face to face with the eternal Son of God at Jacob's well. And he says, I will give you life abundantly. That's what he wants to do all the time. The enemy came to rob, steal, and destroy. He came to give you life. We can't be dried up believers. We need to be flowing with the river of God. The river of God cleanses. The river of God makes us fruitful. The living water makes us powerful. It's all miraculous. Glory be to God. A fountain out of us. That you and I would be a fountain with the Holy Spirit coming out of us. That's what he's saying here. And this woman is overwhelmed. She believes him. She said, we know the Messiah. He said, I am the Messiah. She ran back to that town. You read it when you go home. She left her water pot. She forgot about the water. And she ran into the town and said, I met the Messiah. She became the first evangelist to the Samaritans. The revival broke out in the town. They said, stay here, teach us more. It was the one new man of Jews and Gentiles. Because God got a hold of somebody that was thirsty and got his word. Hallelujah. Look what he says to her. Verse 23. it's not about religion. You're all confused. You think it's in your temple and it's not. He says, salvation is from the Jews. So the Jewish pastor is sitting, the Jewish apostle, the Jewish Yeshua is sitting there telling her this. Look what he says. Verse 23. The hour is coming and now is. When true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for the Father is seeking such to worship him. Do you want to get out of your dryness? Get a word from Yeshua. Worship the Father. Worship. People don't worship. People don't praise. They dry up. Put on some headphones. I don't know. Put a CD. Do something. But worship him. You will be filled to overflowing with the joy of his presence. Now, then he says, I am the Messiah. Okay, get this. You want to get out of your dryness? You 
need a word from the Lord. You need to worship the Lord. And that woman had a wonder of who he was. If, if you move into the wonder of who he is, wonderful. He's our wonderful counselor. He's our mighty God. He's the Prince of Peace. He's the everlasting Father. He's wonderful. We praise him and get caught up in the wonder of who he is. You'll be seated with him in heavenly places. You'll be clearly hearing his voice. You'll bow down at his feet. You'll say, you don't need to do that, I'll wash your feet. You'll get to know him in such a way. You'll be a river of life giving it out to other people. Hallelujah. 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 It's wonder, it's worship, and the word. All the great men and women of God that I've read and studied and that I know, every one of them has this in common. deeper and deeper and deeper into who Yeshua is. It's about all you can talk about. How wonderful he is. He's the wonderful counselor. Oh, if we went to him and got his counsel. If the, you had the wonder of God in a deeper way, we would sit at his feet. We would get on our knees. We would lift our hands. We would praise him. We'd start to tell our people about him. Just like this lady did. Glory to God. Now turn to John 7. John chapter 7. Verse 37. It was Sukkot. It was the Feast of Tabernacles in Jerusalem. The priests were pouring out water and silver bowls. They were pouring them on the steps of, 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 of the temple. And uh, all the people were singing. They were singing with joy, we shall draw water from the wells of salvation. And as this huge choir was singing, all the people were coming up to the Feast of Tabernacles. Yeshua stood there, and he said these words. In the last day of the great feast, verse 37, Yeshua stood and cried out, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me. And drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. But this he spoke concerning the Spirit, which those believing in him would receive, for the Holy Spirit was not yet given because Yeshua was not yet glorified. Yeshua wants to pour his Spirit out on you. And he wants you to become a fountain of everlasting life. Let him who thirsts come. Whoever desires, let him come and take of the water of life. Let's pray. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for the river of your delights. Thank you, Lord, that those of us that cry out to you, you refresh us in a dry and thirsty land. In natural drought, spiritual drought, we become your water carriers to a dying and thirsty people. Lord, I ask you, 
אני מבקש ממך, אדון, שאתה תדבר אל כל אחד באולם הזה, על ידי רוחך. רוח הקודש, דברי לכל אחד שבאמת זקוק לרענון ברוח הקודש, שבאמת הוא יבש, שבאמת הוא רוצה את הפוריות הזאת, את השמחה, את הפוריות. בואו נעמוד כולנו, בואו נעמוד כולנו. If you have been dry, whatever, the, maybe you don't know the reason. If you know you need a real touch from the Holy Spirit. If you know you need the river of life to bubble up in you again. Or if you're here and you don't know the Lord. He is the one that will give you the river of life. So those of you that need to get into the river of life. Even in a deeper way. Not up to the ankles, not up to the knees. Not up to the waist. Into the fullness of the river. Just come now. Anyone who's been in trouble. Lord, refresh us with your presence. Those who thirst after righteousness will be filled. The promise of our Messiah always fills the thirsty. As the deer pants for the water, so my heart longs for you. Lord, we long for you. We need you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We bow our knees before you. We kneel at your throne. And we ask you, Lord, the rivers flowing from your throne, where the sacrifice was, flowing from your cross. Thank you for new life. Would you touch us? with living water in us sanctify us wash our minds wash our hearts fill us come down on us we need you hallelujah let's pray this prayer together Abba Abba I love you. אני אוהב אותך. Thank you. תודה. For Yeshua. עבור ההבטחה. Yeshua. עבור Yeshua. Thank you. Yeshua, תודה. For coming in the form of a man. שבאת בצורה של אדם. I want to be like that woman in Samaria. אני רוצה להיות כאישה שומרונית. I don't want you to be thirsty on my account. אני לא רוצה שאתה תצמא בגללי. I want a word from you. אני רוצה דבר ממך, אדון. Take anything out of my heart. Forgive my sins. You forgave that woman when she confessed. But she left her water pot. Let us lead the, lead the old patterns up here. Let us lead the old habits up here. And Lord, let the water of life spring up in me. Spring up, O well. Spring up in me. That I might be a water bearer in our dry land where, where our people are dying of thirst. Spiritual thirst. Fill me. Use me. Hallelujah. 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 Let's sing this song together. It's a simple song that David wrote. Mean it from your heart. Psalm 42.
I seek you? In a dry and thirsty land. Early I will seek you. Let this be a truth for everyone in this room. We will seek you. We want a word from you. We will worship you. We will gaze at your wonder. We will get lost in your wonder. The Holy One of Israel. Kadosh Israel. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, I, I pray a lot up on the Tayelet, on the promenade. Over the city and for other things. Most of you have been up there, you've seen there's a little stream of running water in a pool. There's a statue of a deer drinking out. And I hope it came from this psalm. But you know what? That needs to be us. We need to be drinking from the brook. Like Elijah. That's where he got his direction. That's where he got his courage. He drank. The water is moving. It's new every morning. And Yeshua is saying, I'm thirsty. Give me a drink. When you drink with him, there's such fellowship, there's such intimacy, that the Holy Spirit just bubbles up in you. The Holy Spirit takes control. If you sin, run to the Lord. Just read Psalm 32. Lord, help me with it. Get a word from God, worship Him, and get lost in His wonder. Now, we're going to get lost in His wonder for a few minutes as we celebrate the Lord's Supper. So you can go back to your seat and we will celebrate the Lord's Supper together.